This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. We're joined right now on the show by Mike Layton, of course, one of our counselors in the city. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm great. Last we spoke was in March, and we were discussing your motion to extend bar hours in Toronto to the uh, during the Euro Cup, which starts today. So are you a hero to soccer fans? Did we get the extended hours? Well, you know, just doing my job. Did, did we get the extended oh, hours? Oh, we did get them. Sorry, yeah. So you are a soccer hero so or a football hero, whichever way you want to uh, say it. So what's the deal with that? Give us the specifics. Well, restaurants and bars that uh, choose to open early for, for those early Euro games in Paris have the option of, uh, of applying to serve, uh, to serve alcohol uh, at an earlier hour. It's sort of normally the cutoff's 11 o'clock, mm-hmm. and in this case, they're, uh, they'll, they'll be permitted to serve uh, as early as the kickoff for the first game. Really? So early in the morning, like 9 a.m., because Albania and Switzerland play tomorrow. You could serve a beer at 9 a.m. in the city? Uh, if you've, uh, I, I believe you need to have the AGCO's permission, but the city has granted it, uh, uh, given the okay on our end. Look at you. Uh, now, here's the deal right now. France and Romania leading. France is leading Romania one nothing. just if you're keeping score. Well, uh, it's going to be tough in front of that hometown, right? Yeah, you got it. Uh, yesterday, City Council voted overwhelmingly 38-2 in favor of doubling the size of the city's cycling network. What is that going to look like, Mike? Well, you know, we, we, we know from polls that have gone across, uh, across Ontario and across to Toronto uh, that when uh, th- there are a good portion of people, about 70% of people, that don't cycle or, or would cycle more if there was safer infrastructure out there. And so the city's been working for a couple of years now on developing a new plan uh, to, to fill in gaps between uh, existing cycling infrastructure, build new cycling infrastructure across the, across the city, uh, as well as update some of the existing cycling infrastructure. So we hope... Uh, that this will help get people out of their cars, get them on an active form of transportation, and maybe saving a little money in the process. And you're a cyclist, right? I am. I'm also, I drive uh, on yeah. occasion when, depends on where I'm going and, and what I'm doing. Uh, sometimes you need to drive, sometimes take public transit. Uh, I prefer to take my bike just because uh, the cost is so much less. Sure, and sometimes it's inappropriate to uh, ask if you can use the shower when you show up at a party because you've cycled across the city. Um, so under the new 10-year cycling network plan, Mike, we're looking at uh, bike lanes or bikeways, uh, bikeways that could appear on stretches of Young Street downtown and in North York, Bloor Street, Danforth, Jane Street, Kingston Road, Kipling Avenue, Midland Avenue, Lakeshore Boulevard. Boulevard. You know, as a person that cycled in the city quite a bit myself, I have to ask, why the main roads? Why not the side streets? A lot of the side streets are broken up by, uh, they either jog around other streets or you all of a sudden you get to a dead end and, uh, yeah, but and, you're and on you a don't bike. know what way to go. The, the, one, one real interesting route that we have in the downtown West End is Shaw Street. And we, we learned many years ago that because it was, uh, it was straight through, cut straight through the downtown West End, yeah. uh, that was the preferred route for cyclists uh, because they didn't have to go around or, or turn off. So what we did was uh, we, we put a contraflow bike lane going in the opposite direction, and that allowed us uh, to accommodate the, uh, the bike traffic there. And what we've seen is that traffic on the road has, uh, has, has more than doubled as a result. Uh, this is bike traffic on the road, and now bikes outnumber cars. Well, you know, I don't know about the bikes outnumbering cars, but okay, you're the expert in this. But, you know, when I used to ride you know, around the city. actually do on, on several streets. When you look at. Oh, well, on several streets. I Harvard thought you were talking street. about in the city. Not in the city, on the, no. on that particular but, street. And, you know, call it, I get, I get harbored, 
Um, but there's just so many as a driver and as a cyclist in the city. A, I don't want to be on the major routes because I want to get around. And I don't mind taking a little side swipe and doing a dipsy doodle because I'm on my bike and it's fairly easy to do. And as a driver, I want those main routes because, quite frankly, there's not a lot of them. And it's far more difficult to make a left as a driver than it is to cross and do a dipsy doodle as a cyclist. And I know this speaking firsthand. But that aside, one amendment that was passed in council came from Deputy um, Mayor Denzelman and Wong. And I like this. He asked the council to approve the use of removable bollards so that the lightly used bikeways could be open to the traffic during the winter. So you guys are all on board with that. Well, it's not something I supported. Uh, partly Why? because of the cost. Because what, what are you going to do? You're going to uh, just keep putting in and taking out bike lanes. We we know that there's significant cost to this. It also doesn't always make. It's not just a bollard that goes in. Often you're 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 changing the paint on the road, um, and it it you you can accommodate a lot more uh, if you're not just putting in a bollard. So Bloor Street, for instance, we just went through about a year consultation on how to make this work. Not only for uh, cyclists, but also for drivers and, and, and businesses who, who want to maintain some of the parking. Uh, and it means that, uh, that, that we've got to change all the stripes on the road uh, to put in left turn lanes to make sure that, uh, that, we, that we maintain some of the parking. And, and to, that, that's to help drivers get around. Um, and not only, it's not you only say it like it's a bad thing. These changes. Oh, I, don't, I certainly don't think it's a bad thing, but it's not only for cyclists when we're making some of these more elaborate changes to street, streets. It's trying to make it work for everyone. And we know that from the polling that's been done by Angus Reid in the city of Toronto, that drivers want to see these changes made. There's over 80, uh, over 75% of drivers want to see uh, uh, dedicated cycling infrastructure because they'll know where the bikes are and where they're... Yeah, but I don't, I think if you ask those those uh, drivers, because I think that, that poll is interesting, but I think if you ask them, do you want it on the major routes, they'd say no way. Because there aren't well, any major the, routes. You're still going to get bikes on major routes. And I think the main... Sure you are. And those wanting... are people... And I took them too, but those are people that are willing to risk their lives. And that's what we're talking about. We want safety for everyone. I want to make it very clear, Mike. It's not like I'm beating up on cyclists. I'm not. I'm just saying I'm a driver and a cyclist. So I'm looking at it from both angles. And I have to say, I feel more confident when I'm on a, a street with less cars on it. Well, that's well and good. But what, what, what about when you have to go to the main street to go to the cinema, to go to the bar, to go to the... Uh, to go to the to the retail shop, you're going to be on that main road of whether or not you want to be, and so eventually you're going to have to make your way on. And sure. downtown and all over the city, we've got one-way streets going which way, turning around on you. Um, often, uh, what you need to uh, what you need to do is get on one of those main streets because it's the most direct route from one point to the other, and that's the route you're going to take. Okay, so so some councillors uh, objected to the sixteen million dollar annual price tag. You lobbied to have it increased to tw- uh, twenty five million. Why? Well, it's about how fast can we realize these benefits? Are we going to realize them in 12 years or are we going to realize them in, in seven to eight years? We're going to spend the money eventually trying to get this plan built. Why not just, uh, why not just see the benefits up front? Uh, the idea of bike licensing was raised to make uh, cyclists help pay for the bike lanes. Are you for that? Well, I think that what we'll find, and we've, we've actually studied this a couple of times, the cost of bike licensing, we, we can't ask for additional revenue to, to fix roads, for instance, from licensing. We don't do that for driver's licenses for cars. We, we're not allowed to do it for bike licenses. Uh, and actually, the cost of administering a program for bike, bike licensing it would, be, would be apparently far greater than it would be for, for, for a driver's license because you have to put all this infrastructure in and there's not as many people uh, covering the cost. And so what you'd end up doing is essentially making it, uh, uh, making it more difficult for visitors who come to our city to use things like our bike share program, 
um, which have, which are widely successful in all other major cities in the world because they're accessible to visitors. And then you also have the position that uh, at what age do you start licensing uh, bicycles? When should uh, how how late do you have to wait in in, in someone's life to uh, uh, to get them on a on a bicycle and 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 riding around the city? This should be something we're supporting, not putting up additional barriers uh, against. Okay, we're talking with Councillor Mike Layton, uh, Award 19 here in Toronto. We were talking about how the uh, yesterday the city council voted overwhelmingly 38-2 in favor of doubling the size of the city's cycling network. I just want to ask you before I let you go, and so you can start your weekend and enjoy the the uh, Euro uh, Cup that's going on, Mike. Uh, the city we all know is is strapped for cash. Has the idea of ever selling bike lane sponsorship been raised? Because, you know, you talk about how those bolsters or painting the road could be expensive. I just think sponsorship could really help pay for something like that. You know, there there are certain rules around what we're allowed to put on the road. Um, they're done uh, by the provincial government, and they're there for very, very clear safety reasons. Uh, I think that the last thing we should probably do is start painting advertisements on the road where people should be uh, keeping their eyes on, uh, on on oncoming traffic and the, and the traffic around them rather than on advertisements on the road. I've said the same for uh, for billboards in the city uh, that, that are being put close to intersections, close to schools. It's a bad idea to try to distract people, and that's exactly what advertisers want you to do, right? They don't want you to look away from their ad. They want you looking at the ad. Uh, and the problem there is uh, it's just going to make it more dangerous for everyone on the road. All right, Mike. Well, I appreciate you joining us, and congratulations on getting that uh, that drinking uh, the drinking hours extended for the Euro Cup. I know a lot of people are going to thank you for that, and you have yourself a great weekend. You too. Have a great one. All right. Cheers. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.